this pen is red. Oh. It's the drunk Shakespeare pen. Oh, nice. There were like five of them sitting next to us. Oh, were they? And I took all five. <laughs> oh, the pens. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant the people. No. Oh, okay. I didn't take the people. That's They're not good. here. That's good. They're not in the basement or anything. You don't have... Oh, you do have a basement. It's a dungeon. It's a dungeon. A very comfortable dungeon. Mm. Welcome to Chicken Adobo for the Soul, where two siblings talk about life like they know what they're doing. My name is Terrence. Hi, I'm Rachel. And this week, we're going to be talking about Cash Money. Like, literally reading off the title of our notes, because I don't, I don't even know how to segue into this, really. I mean, <laughs> we can jump right into it. Well, I no, guess we, real quick, yeah, have we you had a check good in. week? Yeah, yeah, I had a great week, actually. Okay. Uh, my semester is done. Or fall? No, sorry, not fall. What is it? The spring semester, twenty twenty one is done. Thank goodness. And you uh, still have summer, right? I do have summer left until I finish my my uh, my masters. Yeah, but uh, the last few days were really really harrowing. Why don't you share with the world why they were so harrowing? Man, uh, <laughs> I wasn't as diligent of a student as I could have been and should have been. A lot of the readings and a lot of the lectures that, you know, I should have been giving my 100% attention to only maybe really got like 10. And so (laughs) the past week of the semester was just catching up hardcore. The semester's over. And so it's okay to post this episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, grades aren't out yet. So. Oh, there's still time. No, there's still time. (laughs) So as soon as the grades are out, then this episode will go out. I like the last minute assignments. I think that's where you power out your best. I don't know about best, but it's like like good enough, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you? God, boring week. Oh, no. Same old, same old. Yeah. Uh, last week, I did see John John last weekend. And at the time, my dog, Mia, I think she just kind of uh, hurt herself. Huskies are very, um, they're like two-year-olds their whole lives. And she's 11. Uh, I think she turned funny. She hurt her hips and her neck. So <laughs> we explored uh, CBD products for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I laugh because it's a brand new thing for me. I had no idea. So we go into PetSmart and we see a whole like section on hemp products. So that was interesting. And anywho, she seems to be doing better. She's jumping around like normal. And I guess yeah. now it's time to put her on those old lady vitamins. Oh, no. I mean, she's definitely not mellow today. Like, no, she's, she's not. Jump- literally jumping everywhere. She was very excited to see you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every week. Yeah. She doesn't get enough attention I'm at home. I'm like the nervous pet mom. So the whole time I was just like watching her and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> oh, well, and the day that she hurt herself, I had I had already gotten the, sh- the second shot. Mm-hmm. And my coworker said, hey, are you resting? I was like, uh, no, because I can't. I'm watching her like a nervous Nancy. Yeah. But uh, she's good. Yeah. Just like I said, she's bouncing around like normal. She probably got like the uh, the COVID from you and then she was just really dealing with it. They're immune. Oh, you never know. Well, you I never don't know. know. Well, it, it seems like nothing affects her. So. Yeah. But that was the extent of my week. Nothing mm-hmm. really exciting. 
pretty easy work week. God, I hope I didn't just jinx myself. For yeah, next yeah. Week. We're going to finish this episode and then you're going to get bombarded by like 500 oh, emails. Oh, don't say that. Ah, it's so scary. You'll be all right. It'll be fine. Uh, no, but I have been exploring other opportunities, which we can discuss on a later episode because I do want to hear about this Ooh. fire movement. Ah, yes. Um, yes, indeed. But I have been looking into career opportunities. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next step. In my teeny tiny life. Oh. Well, we can touch on that later. Okay. Sounds good. So after you, sir, you're heading this um, <laughs> financial movement. Oh, I no. think you'll be enlightening me because... I mean, we we did touch upon it a little bit last week when we were just talking offline, but the what I've been really getting into the past month, really, and has been kind of a massive epiphany for me, is this idea of FIRE, right? Which is being financially independent and retiring early. And it's really just, it's the same old mantra that everybody and their mom has been pushing for generations at this point, really, where if you're managing your money smartly at a young enough age, you're going to be just fine when you reach retirement Mm -hmm. age, right? Which is what, 65-ish? Yeah. But, you know, a lot of these people who are pursuing this FIRE uh, movement want to push that date to a younger uh, to earlier, to much earlier in their life instead of retiring at 65 when much of their energies and or physical you know, capacity is... Who are these people? Me. Well, <laughs> I mean, specifically, like, no, okay, is this so the it, generation after us? Is this our generation? I'd like to think... I mean, it's, it's a lot of millennials for sure, right? But at the same time, there have been other uh what's e- equally financially successful people who have come before who did quote unquote retire early mm-hmm. and live off the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars that they made when they were younger i think the the operative word here is retire right i mean the first part of financial independence makes perfect sense like you don't have to worry about how you're going to pay for your next meal or how you're going to pay for the roof over your head but retiring early everybody thinks that retirement is such a dirty word okay or it's that i'm done with life at this point and i'm just waiting to die and that's not what retirement is okay so why is retirement not a dirty word why is it something that why is it something that we should be striving to i guess right? yeah i yeah. mean other than the nor- like what what else new is it Mm-hmm. That I don't know about. So if you split fire into the two two phrases in it, right? There's financial independence, and then there's a retire and early. Financial independence, again, obviously, is just you're not worried about the money issue. But retiring early means you're also not worrying about how you're going to be spending your time anymore, right? So much of our days are spent on, you know, worrying about clients or worrying about how XYZ property is doing, or in my case, you know, like, I guess going to the ship and making sure that the ship's still floating. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you retire, you're not sl- a slave to someone for a paycheck anymore. And then you can commit your time to whatever passion project or whatever it is that really you're passionate about. What it is that you, you can really find out or at least commit your time to what you feel like you were put on this planet to do. Okay. Instead of slaving away for someone else. Now, maybe enlighten me. Why... Maybe I don't understand this because I never saw myself retiring in any sense, whether it was a clean word or a dirty word. But why is it seen such as a dirty word? I think for me, I I, I mean, and I've said this for the last 10 years, but I don't see myself retiring because I just like to stay busy. And I think to your point, I could retire and not have to, you know, be a slave to somebody else's work um, time clock or things like that. 
I can stay busy on my own terms. But yeah, why overall, why is it seen such a dirt as as such a dirty word? Yeah, because I mean, you look at what a retirement home is, right? Even just that one little aspect of that culture of a retirement home where it's just full of elderly people and really just kind of ignored by their children. Mm-hmm. Right, these are people who are more or less, yeah, waiting to die, which is a really, really sad way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate. And then you you look at Florida, for example, being a retirement yeah. state. You know, you just yeah. expand the idea of a retirement home into a whole state, and then you have this joke of a state full of old people. Yeah, and that's 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 kind of sad when you really absolutely think about it. And so, retirement as an operative word is pretty awful in that sense, but. A lot of people just miss out on the idea that this is those people's time. Like whoever gets to retire, even if you're at 65 or if you're at 35, you know, you get to do, you get to dictate what you do with the rest of your life, mm-hmm. however many years that is. And I think people focus on the Florida retirement home, kids forget me portion mm. of retirement because it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, it's and and I think that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess our generation should focus on the I get to do what I want kind mm-hmm. of aspect of it. So right. that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw myself retiring. Just I like I like working, mm-hmm. um, but I do like working in the sense that I would like to do whatever it is I was meant to do or something that I right. like doing. And yeah, and that's why like I I'm really passionate about this now is because. Yeah, you could do all those things that you really want to do. Because, I mean, I think we've talked about it a little bit before that, you know, this job, and as you've just mentioned earlier, right, it's not the end all be all for you. Mm-hmm. It is not going to define your career. It's not going to define their, your whole life. Mm-hmm. Right? The sooner you can, quote unquote, retire, the sooner you can commit to whatever it is that fulfills you the best. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to lie, like me, me being in the Navy is not, it's not my highest calling. Right, And honestly, I don't even 100% know yet what that highest calling is. I just know that I'm passionate about serving and giving back to the community. That, that's it. And whatever form that takes, then that's going to be whatever it is I do. You know, and I would like to be able to have the time to figure that out. And right now, yeah, my, like, since I found out about FIRE, yeah, my goal right now is to retire within 10 years. Or and how old are you? I'm 34. Okay. Maybe maybe not 10. Maybe 45 is a little more feasible. That would be that would be nice, but you know, that's still 20 years earlier than what most people get to yeah. do. And that ge- that means I got 20 more years to really actually figure out what the hell it is that's going to really define my life cuz I don't I'd like to think that the navy isn't it for me either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's prestigious, I guess, and it's cool, I guess, or people are like, "Oh, you're a, you're an officer in the Navy? Wow, congratulations." I eh, guess. I guess. It's a bunch of things that end with, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, it sounds treasonous for me to be saying it out loud like that, but it doesn't No, it's fine. I mean, I I will tell any I have no problem telling my supervisors or whoever I'm working for is you have a hundred percent of my loyalty. You have a thousand percent of my work ethic. Oh yeah, a thousand percent of my energy. It's a great job, I guess. <laughs> I guess you know, but yeah. and I don't mean it in that way. Mm-hmm. But other than it's a great job, I guess. Yeah, I'm still gonna give you everything. And isn't that what an employer looks for? Yeah, is they want that loyalty and work ethic that and productivity. Just, right? Yeah, you know, like I'm not asking you to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm hell. You signed my paychecks. Yeah, I think it's enough. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying the it's X, Y, Z, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you think this kind of like 
mentality towards that towards work like that is something that's unique to us i guess our younger this younger generation compared to the ones who came before yes because i think there is a number of us millennials that switch and that want that dream job which i think we've already decided doesn't necessarily exist yeah uh, but it is something that we look for. I mean, we, and I think it's because us millennials were raised on, you know, the movies and pop culture oh and all these <laughs> fake, you know, all of yeah. these fake expectations and, and things like that. And, you know, everybody wants the happy ending. Yeah. Everybody I say as in the generation, our generation specifically. Whereas I think the generation before us is, I'm trying to say this in not a way where it just comes off negatively. It's just mm-hmm. more comes off. It comes off as it, it's practical, but they're yeah. practical. They're realistic. Yeah, they, facts are facts, though. You they know. did it to survive. Mm-hmm. They did it because they they worked the same job for 45 years or however because they had a family to provide for. They had things they wanted to do. Whereas I think us millennials, we know what we're capable of. And we strive for those opportunities and we look for that. So things are always changing. We may not be in the same job for 45 years. We may be in a job for 10 years, switch again, 10 years again, switch again. So I I think that concept is okay for us. And I think actually that's, that may actually be what the next generation is learning. Although I think the next generation is very emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh, for the, like the two Gen Z listeners we have. Like, oh no. But no, I think that's a lot of that too, like to to touch back on how we were raised by movies and, you know, pop culture becoming such a massive part of our lives is that, you know, we were also raised to think that, oh, you can do anything you want, right? You can be whatever you set your mind to. And we're embracing that. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, it's funny to think that those, the adults when we were kids, the ones who were feeding us this... I guess propaganda or whatever it is that you want, yeah. however you want to describe yeah. it, right? The, those people are now like really upset that, oh, why do you keep switching jobs? Why do you keep jumping shit? I know. Why let do alone, you keep switching careers? Let alone we're Asian Americans. So that's like, like really scary. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you wanted to be a painter last week. Now you want to be a, you know, an engineer. Like what? I know. Come on. And that kind of millennial attitude towards bouncing around trying to find what it is that would really that that makes most sense for them ties into the idea of fire because yeah that's i want to be able to have that independence and i want to have that time all for myself so that i can give back to the community or give back to the country or give back to whomever right or in a much smaller scale if things don't really work out as far as that career goes then by 45 if i'm also not married by 45 then I can adopt and commit 100% to being a dad. You know, then I don't have to worry about uh, timetables. I don't have to worry about making it to work or not, just so I can pick up my kids on time. Or I don't have to worry about whatever paycheck so that they can go to their field trips or get their uniforms, whatever it is that they need to do. It minimizes the worry. Yes. It sounds like fire minimizes the everyday worry that we're all used to having and that the generation before us is used to having um and that's that's very very interesting and so far i mean how long couple of questions how long have you been implementing this movement into your life do you feel it's working and 
how long do you see yourself doing this for? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. kind of, like, how long are you? I asked the last question is more so because I know you and I'd like to be able to see. No, that's like, fair. how long yeah. is this going to last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so a funny thing is, is that like the, the, one of the foundational concepts behind fire, or at least making it happen, making it work, is to be a minimalist, as much of a minimalist as possible, right? And just cut down, bake, boil things down to the bare essentials, and then work with that. Live absolutely within your means. You know, don't go more than uh, what you're bringing home. No, don't live beyond that, essentially. Even before I found out about fire, I more or less had been already doing that. You know, uh, there was even a time when I was in Japan, I was living on the ship. I didn't need to ever feel, I never felt like I ever had to go home, which is actually really an awful thing. Even though I had a house in Japan, getting from the ship to home was about 45 minutes to an hour, considering the high tempo, like super busy work schedule that we had. I figured those two hours of my day or hour and a half of my day could be better spent somewhere else or doing something else. And so, yeah, I just figured I don't need the home. I can just move a bunch of my clothes onto the ship and then live off the ship. That was a pretty minimal lifestyle as it was. Saved uh, saved time, saved money, and even food, honestly, because I could just eat off the uh, the ship's galley, which is, which is pretty convenient. And I had been living this minimalist lifestyle before I found out about fire. And so when I did find out about it, it was like, wow, this is, this is great. Now I just need to actually hammer down even harder on the financial end of this. It does require a lot of financial discipline. And I didn't have that as much, especially in my 20s, right? I was pretty bad with managing money, like invest, even like paying off debt. And now like at 31, 32, then I figured all that out and I got that squared away, but I still wasn't perfect on how to invest. I didn't know how to and where to put my money. But because of this, you know, I, I've been educating myself for the past month and a half now, maybe. And I feel very confident about it. And I, I do feel like, and I know that I will hit that objective in 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you find yourself doing anything different? It sounds like you're more so polishing what you've already been doing. Yeah. Um, have you have you made any drastic changes? Have you done anything differently? Are you thinking more, trying to stay true to this oh, yeah. financial movement? Certainly, yeah. The, the budgeting is honestly going to be the hardest part. Okay. Um, it's funny because I mentioned earlier that like, I should live absolutely within my means, but <laughs> I'm living in the city at a fairly expensive condo and I oh, that's not the smartest financial move, right? And so... I'm trying to work with that, but even with uh, that limitation on what I've got going on right now, I can still. The goal is still possible. Okay. You know, if I wasn't in DC, then I could do it even earlier. But alas, here we are. You know, but I, I am focusing a lot more on budgeting. For example, like I have a <laughs> four hundred dollar uh, limit on eating out every month. Okay. You know, so that's that's not bad. That's a pretty pretty generous. That's a lot. Yeah, it's it's generous, right? Um, but then three hundred dollars on discretionary spending. So okay, whatever else, like your birthday gift, for example. <laughs> Which is? I don't know. You're not. You'll <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out. I already bought it. Actually, I just bought it ten minutes ago. You actually just reminded me to send what I want to Marcus. Nice. There you go. Oh God, I hope it's not the same thing I just got. What is it? I don't know. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Um, for me, and I've actually, so I guess I should just tell everybody, John, John sort of is heading this episode and came up with, no way. He didn't, he didn't come up with it, but it, this is something he wanted to talk about. And it has definitely given me something to think about because I'm at a point in my life where 
I think um I think everything's kind of settling down, so to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this just because I'm a homeowner, but um, it, it's like you said, in our, I think everybody in our, tw- in their twenties or whatever age spends, you know, willy nilly, like, let me get this. Cause I yeah. get paid next week. And I used to do that a lot. Oh, heck it yeah. was, was, it yeah, was so absolutely. bad. I mean, I used to, I think it was bad when I was working at the sports bar because you had that immediate cash. Oh yeah. It was I just would, in hand, right? I would All the finish the weekend, mm-hmm. like. Hell yeah, I have enough for gas, but let me yeah. see what else I can do. Oh, no. Um, And then, you know, in my 20s, like, this is so bad. And I'm actually a little embarrassed to no, say No, no, it's fine. I'm not worried. But, like, right on payday, mm-hmm. I would indulge like a crazy Ooh, person. Yeah. I would shop like nobody's business. I, I was still, I will give it to myself that I was, I am still a little bit more practical and realistic. I did take care of what I needed to pay off first. And nice. did I blow everything else off? Yes, I did. And now, again, not just because I'm a homeowner, but because I, I think that I'm at a good stopping point with everything. And for my friends and uh, for my friends and my nearest and dearest who know me is I would be quick to buy something um, if I, whether I needed it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are slowed down. I think like girls may know this. I, I think my wardrobe is right where it needs to be. I don't find myself saying, oh, I need a sweater in every single color. I've already done that in the last few years. So I think my wardrobe is at a good, seemingly mature stage. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any shoulder pads in any of your dresses no, yet, right? No, although I did okay. just buy a Britney Spears t-shirt, oh, so I don't know Britney's- how mature <laughs> I bought it last week. Yeah. Wait, was, was is it like a Britney shirt before or after the, uh, the shaving the head? Oh, way before. It's the Oops, oh, okay. I Did It Again cover. Oh, very album. nice. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and with my books, and I'm gesturing like you guys can see me, but I have a lot of books. and No way. I'm, <laughs> no, I, I can't tell. <laughs> I, um, I told myself I was not going to buy any books until I read all of these books or get that's to never a gonna point. happen though. i know i know but i didn't want to just buy them there's okay calm down i'm trying oh. to be a good person oh sorry yeah i i just didn't need to if it's a book that i obviously cannot wait on and that i really have to have yeah i'll get it you honestly could probably put another bookshelf here actually okay <laughs> like those ikea ones somewhere marcus is upset with you right now <laughs> <laughs> wait does he listen to us like while he's at work or something he should put i don't this know on. do he you sh- listen to our podcast babe He's not here. If he's listening, if he's, he's probably oh, like, ooh, ooh, yeah, the chill just went down right his spine. He's like, shoot, I gotta watch episode <laughs> three, two, and one. But I don't, um, I don't, I don't. I, I find myself, um, I don't want to say second guessing, but really, mm. if I have a product in my hand, I think, do I actually need this, or what is? Is there something else later on that I need to buy that is more important? And that's kind of where I'm at. So I think, yeah. in a way, I think the minimalist movement maybe. It's hard to say it in this room because there's so much stuff. No, no, that's but fine. No, I think the minimalist movement is starting to kick in. Mm-hmm. I think. No, and I think that's it's important to to recognize it because one is that minimalism doesn't mean just the bare essentials, right? I mean, it that's one interpretation of it, absolutely. And there are people who live like that and are happy with that, which is I I have mad respect for them because I can't do it, right? Minimalism just means you are focused really entirely on what matters the most to you 
Agreed. And you cut away all the extraneous stuff. Like, I'm not here to impress, you know, Joe Schmo next door. I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. I don't give a whatever about it. You just minimize your concerns to what it is that you want to keep in your circle. And mm-hmm. if your circle, like you in particular, if your circle means books, hell yeah, go for it. You know, make it happen. Just be responsible-ish, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So my, my <laughs> circle, yeah, my circle does involve books. Like I just uh, bought a... Uh, like three little manuals, you know, quote unquote manuals, right, on how to be a gentleman. It's sure, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go through it a little bit, but I also kind of wanted to buy it for my future kid, son, whomever, right? That'd be nice, a nice little reference for him. Minimalism does not mean stop spending. Period. Minimalism means you get to focus on what it is that you want to do the most. Mm-hmm. Or spend money on the most. So, yeah. I think it's being practical. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely being practical. Um, I think that the financial movement, what I wanted to tie back on is, yeah, I think our generation focuses on being practical. And I think in a strange way, we are a healthy balance between being practical and being dreamers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's, that's one thing I do like about our generation is that we can do that. We can be practical. Did I pay my mortgage bill this month? I did. Okay, great. Do I actually really need this book? Mm, it could Maybe wait. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I appreciate that. I think that uh the fire movement is is interesting. Have you has anything drastically changed since you oh yeah, how long have you been implementing this movement? Like really hardcore, like hardcore, maybe yeah, just uh, beginning of the year, maybe. Okay. Really, but then like tying down and buckling down on finances was really just the past month and a half. Okay. Right. Uh, a lot of the other things that came before that was really just the looking at what I had already and seeing if I could cut down some more or really focusing on what it is that I wanted to to concentrate on. And that was that was that. But okay. the really the the bedrock is managing money. So that, you know, what I don't need now means that I can have a whole lot more money for later. Okay. Because the investments are going to grow. Now, we, um, being a minimalist Mm -hmm. and everything like that, what was something that you could not cut out? What was something that you routine, I guess I don't want to say routinely spend money on, but I I mean, for me, and I guess I'll say this before, (laughs) before I... Thank God for wedding gifts, because before I was given an espresso machine, I would spend the money on a cup of coffee every day. That was Uh, something I could not do. Oh, you work right next to a Starbucks, too, which is super dangerous. Yes. But now I've finessed the way I make my own lattes in the morning, and now I'm I'm good. Every once Mm -hmm. in a while, I will treat myself. There was a couple of months um, during 2020 where it was Treat Yourself Friday, and I would stop into Starbucks, get myself a latte. But what's one thing that you could not, in your whole planning process, could not cut out? I mean, you gave yourself $400 to spend every month. Yeah, exactly. So, like, food... Build something in there? Mm. So I think you're really referencing to this World of Warcraft tie-in right here. Yeah. Maybe, right? Yeah. Um, World of Warcraft, right? Uh, not right now, but generally costs 15 bucks a month to continue playing. That's the subscription fee. And yeah, that's one thing I wasn't able to cut out. I have recently cut it out. Last week, actually, just last week. <laughs> so wow. the timing of this question is couldn't couldn't be better. Uh, but before that, yeah, I was I was really really big into playing the game, and I really 
didn't see the downside of paying for the 15 bucks a month. But as it is right now, it's just, uh, I'm not as interested in it anymore. Plus at the same time, it's like, I can probably do better with the hours I'm spending on it. Plus the 15 bucks. Yes. Yes, you can. Wow. Thanks. You could do other things like school. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something other than spending the hours in front of a computer. Shut up. It's, it's okay. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Video games can definitely take a little bit more of a backseat, but I don't know. That's something that's, that's really hard to get past. I, I just feel so very uh, attached to it, I guess. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you know, in, even in this, and I don't, I, I'll say this, I don't think I fully, I, I obviously have not adapted the fire movement. I think mm-hmm. that I understand the concept and I think that I'm doing it. So I think I'm in that stage of, yeah, can I polish this? You're getting there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will find myself holding a book in the bookstore for an hour or two or however long I'm in there. Um, Wait, weren't we supposed to go to Fredericksburg this weekend for- We were. Go to a bookstore. Sorry, uh, I, I we should have finished that. We were. But I will, I will find myself holding a book, trying to decide, is it something I really, really want? But yeah, I don't, I don't think that I could ever, I, I think to, if I were to answer that question, I don't think I could ever cut out buying something that fuels my soul. And the reason mm. why I say that is because it could be absolutely everything yes. or anything in the world. It could be a book. Um, I actually bought it instantly. There was a book I read in college by, um, Eliza Haywood, um, Mm -hmm. shout out to Dr. Howe, she knows. And I found another book that um, analyzes analyzes once of one of analyzes Uh. one of her other pieces. So I got that and I bought it instantly. But I don't think I could cut out a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Um, yeah, but if I see something in a store or if I'm traveling, I will buy something that it's it. I'm one of those people where I could be walking around the store. And I see something that instantly clicks that I I think somebody in my circle is supposed to have, and I will buy it for them. Um, And since we bought the house, Marcus and I have minimized the amount of times we go out. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was it? Two to three Fridays ago? You guys are super far from everything. I know we are. I guess that helps. I guess (laughs) that helps. It It doesn't stop us from driving, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Going across the street. I mean, yeah. Going across the street. Yeah. yeah, Like, actually, just this week, Marcus said he wanted to take me out to dinner. And I said, well, we could just stay in. We have some food at the house. He's like, no, no, no. Let's go out. Yeah. So. Very nice. Very unusual for him to say that. So I said, okay, let's go. Because he's got an announcement to make. No. Like, honey, I'm pregnant. (laughs) 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 That's what he's going to say. What a weird conversation. (laughs) It's going to be very awkward. Yeah. In an alternate universe. Uh, Uh, No, but I don't. um, I don't think I could cut out a lot of things if I were to adapt this movement a hundred percent. I think it, I think it would be very hard for me Yeah, because I don't, when I spend money, it's not just on me. Um, I will spend money on other people, whether they know yes. it or not. And I don't know, I, but that's, that's because oh, I've gotten man. my circle where it's supposed yeah. to be. You know, it's funny. Okay. I'll just sidetrack a little bit here, but, uh, I, I was like daydreaming the other day. <laughs> I, I sit- do that all the time. I was sitting on the couch watching YouTube and like, you know, just daydreaming. Like, what if I strike it big? Because I think an ad for the lotto came up and then it was like, what if I won the lotto? What would I do with all that money? 
Oh, okay. I love asking this question. Yeah. This was the best question to ask when I was bartending. Oh, man. Okay. So, best question. So, what would you do oh, if you so won the lottery? Fun, fun fact. Did you write this down? I did write it down. <laughs> I have a list of, oh, man, this is going to be great. Hang on. Give me a second. We'll pull it up. But okay. I came up with a um, what I call a windfall fantasy plan. So, my objective in my windfall fantasy. He has a list. I have a list. I have a process. I have a seven seven step process. Right? Wow. Yeah. Don't spend it all in one place. No, no, hell no. It's not going to go in all in one place. So go on. My objective is to create opportunities that free loved ones from financial worry so they spend more so they spend time more meaningfully. Ah. Ties into fire, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so process. I, the very first step, obviously, is to amass a considerable sum, like over $3 million if I hit the lotto. Like, even if I win like a $10 million lotto, I think I'm going to still walk away lump sum, maybe three or $4 million, mm-hmm. right? And that's the kind of foundation of all this. So, the very first thing is that I have cousins in the Philippines, right, who I had grown up with. And they were basically like my big brothers. And they're they're both married now and they have their own kids. And I'm kind of like the quote unquote, the last son uh, who's still single and childless and barren probably at this so, point. When you said last son, it sounded like a great Kung Fu movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, okay. So anyway, yeah, they have like, I think there's seven kids total, right? And my number one priority is to fund their college educations. Okay. If, if they were to choose to go to college, then yes, I will I will fund all of their college edu- college educations. Okay. If they're already finished with college, which a couple, well, I think one of them is. Or their is kids. Finished, yeah, their okay. kids is finishing up. Then that money will just go to an investment account in their name. Okay. Right? So they have something for later. Step two is those two cousins that I had, those two men and their, their wives, right? I will fund their retirement or at least put a considerable sum to start off the retirement fund so they don't have to worry about that later. You know, so they're taken care of later on. Number three is... Actually, I want you to read that. Yeah, hold on, I don't have my glasses. Oh, you don't have your glasses. You are not buying our house. I'm, I'm, I, I might not have enough to buy your whole house, but I will help fund it considerably. Like, I know it's what... Like, <laughs> the next... <laughs> are we first? Yeah. And then it goes... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it'll be your house, you and Mars's house, then Amanda and Sam's, and then the youngest ones, Mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, 529 plan is a college education um, investment, basically. Okay. Right? So for all of your kids, all three of you girls, all all, however many you all choose to have, including the youngest one, Mm -hmm. there'll be scholarship money for all of them, right? And then finally, at the very bottom of the list is my own place and or investments for me. Like I don't give, I don't care. None of it's for me. It doesn't need to be for me. I will say that I have answered that question, um, taking care of myself and the and the loved ones as mm-hmm. well. I I mean, have you thought of anything like extremely silly or just crazy that you would buy yourself? No, I don't need it. I'd buy myself a library. Wow, I'm gonna burn your library. <laughs> no, don't. Can you name it Alexandria just so I could burn it and then have no, the internet what? cry? Oh my god. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, it is actually. I take that back. Sorry, internet. Shame on you. Yeah. Uh, no, I would. I would take care of my loved ones first. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who I have asked this question immediately said that they would stop working. I would not stop working. No, hell no, I wouldn't. I can't. I can't. I. Uh, would I take time off for a very nice vacation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? But then I'd be, honestly, be I'd, be, it, yeah. I'd be bored and I'd want to go back to work. Yeah. Um, I will take a pay cut 
mm-hmm. um, and work something quiet. And, yes. And but I, either way, I would continue working. Um, let me see here. I'd probably buy Marcus's dream car. Uh, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Get ourselves a parent car, whatever that means. Yeah, your soccer mom car. Yeah, my soccer my the 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 Gucciest soccer mom car. <laughs> I think Porsche has a minivan, right? Or a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I can't remember the name, but it exists. Yeah, but I would probably put it away. Mm-hmm. Marcus has said he'd buy a cul-de-sac of homes and then rent those out. Oh, so nice. So interesting. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would take care of, I'd give a portion to my siblings. I would love to have you guys fight over your, your cut in like a inflatable... Um, obstacle course arena. Okay, I would dominate all of them. No problem. <laughs> I, would, I would sit on a, th- on a throne. <laughs> sit we, on a throne. Oh my God, I would rather just joust. Let's joust. Yeah. And it's just all inflatable. So it's not like it's serious, <laughs> but it's not too serious. Oh no, those inflatable balls, like hamster balls. Yeah. Where you can just run at full speed. Like, to, str- what's each that other? TV show? Wipeout? Yeah. Where they go through. Yeah, that's how you guys would fight for your cut. If you can build that into your backyard, that would be sick. You know what? Why not? I won the lottery. Yeah. And I'll get myself a throw and i'll just sit there <laughs> i'll get myself a stupid crown All and a scepter mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i it's interesting I, I, it's nice to hear that you and i are on the take care of loved ones first yeah, i'd probably take care of the needs as well like you know finish off student debt or maybe i go back to school i don't oh, know yeah oh i didn't think about that yeah, yeah don't forget student debt <laughs> well i mean how, you I think yours is almost all taken care of already anyway, right? Uh, Just about. I didn't do a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but I am one of those people where it's like, well, it's student debt. Like people pay it off for years. Well, if I hit it big, then, you know, you can... I focused on the part of the student debt that says forgiven when you're dead. Oh, so that's <laughs> yeah. I, guess. I don't know if anybody remembered that, but it actually says forgive it when you're asked. But uh, God, that sucks. I never, I've never thought about student loans because I've, I've never had them. Yeah, I'm so. also the type that likes to, you know, enjoy every month. That's mm-hmm. you know, but again, carefully with this whole financial conversation. Yeah, so yeah. I just kind of pay off what I can, and then I guess it's forgiven when I'm dead. No, oh, God, <laughs> sounds no. awful. Yeah, but oh, um. Good. Um, I'm gonna hop into your notes down here. Oh no! Um, because I, I forgive me, and yeah, you know, I hope you don't make fun of me. But you are basically, and I don't know how to say this word, a nihilist. Okay, what is that? It's someone who, because I looked it up, and I don't think that was the correct definition. No, oh, that's okay. Not um, the correct definition, but I don't think I understood it. A lot of moral systems look at the world as black and white, essentially, right? Or acknowledges that there's some level of gray mm-hmm. a nihilist doesn't even care about any of that at all it's uh nothing matters essentially that's the bottom line nothing matters no moral system no ethical system no political or economic or whatever system matters it's just live as live as freely as you possibly can because nothing nothing should stop you from from doing that and it is it is a dangerous Kind of idea. I was going to say, it kind of sounds sad. It is. It can be sad, but at the same time, it can also be very liberating, right? Because if nothing matters anymore, then you're free to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. If if I was going to die in 10 days, for example, and nothing mattered at that point, then I'm free to go about and pursue my whatever it is that will make me most happy. Mm -hmm. Except that for a nihilist, they don't have that 10-day horizon. They have their whole life horizon, Mm -hmm. really. To to go off of the notes that's here, right? 
if we are free from having all those financial restraints and we were free from those uh, time restraints, then we could live kind of like a nihilist, right? Because we, we mean, ultimately, we still do have those uh, needs. We live in a society that is super rules-based and we live in a society that requires us to behave and act in a certain way. So there, you can't ever be pure nihilist. But not having to worry about that lets me essentially have that F you kind of mentality mm-hmm. towards anything or any pressure that comes my way because I don't need, you know, your your money-making scheme. I don't need your job. I don't need uh, your whatever assistance, quote-unquote, that you're supposed to be giving me. And that's where I'm coming from in this in this angle. Like okay. when I say like I'm, I'm looking to be or am basically a nihilist because nothing matters except for the goal that I have in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There are people who th- who who are familiar with the term think it's a big no no, but I don't. I, I you know I'll be honest. I don't know how to take it just yet. Yeah, and that's okay. And it's it's I'll interesting because video. I don't I don't think that I don't think you're that nihilist a hundred percent. No, of course not. Um, no. but I yeah, you're definitely not there a hundred percent. I don't know how I feel about the concept, but um, and I think that's just because I um. Yeah, I think everything in life matters, no matter what it is. And I, I think that probably leads to me spending a lot more money than I should, because I think the goal is, um, I, I embrace the simple things, the smaller things, it's the little things in life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that in our journey to seek out those simple pleasures, just as just as you wrote, it's, I think I need everything that life has to offer to meet that. And yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I guess I'm the complete opposite. I guess that's how you would say it. So but everything matters. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. Everything, everything matters. I care about how you feel. I care mm-hmm. about how the next person feels, even though I'm going to only talk to them for five minutes. Yeah. But isn't that exhausting too, though? Because if your hands in every cookie jar. Yeah. Right? Hospitality was really exhausting. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. That actually, that makes sense. Yeah. That, in, that helps inform that yeah. opinion. Okay. I, I don't know. And you I had to make sure everybody was I had okay. to make sure everything was okay. So mm-hmm. I guess that's another thing. Like I, I was raised in hospitality. You know, like I, that's why switching to property management was such a big change mm-hmm. because I worked in an environment where you're almost kind of going through, how do I say this? Like your second puberty. Yeah. You know, like you go through high school and middle school, you go through middle school and high school to you know, figure out physical puberty, yeah, physical puberty and a little bit of social puberty. Mm-hmm. But then it isn't until you join the workforce and it isn't until you turn 18 to like, let's see, I was 19 to, yeah, 19 your to like 20s, 27 yeah. is when I was in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like your, that's like another stage where you're learning things. I'm learning how to professionally draft an email. I'm learning how to interact <laughs> with CEOs of a company checking yeah. in and I'm, you know, I'm doing all that stuff. So I think when I say that everything in life matters, it's, it's, probably because of where I grew up in the workforce and where mm. it comes from. My, I mean, I, I get reviews from, I've had reviews from different general managers that have said, you're too nice and you care too much. Well, Aww. yeah, like I, um, I have, I love everything in life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think you love everything in life. Just not, um, I think you just like good experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Always there to pursue whatever feels good. 
Why did you say it like that? No, because there's a, there's a term for that. Uh, someone who's just a uh, who exists solely for those good feelings. I can't remember the, the term for it. Is it a Marcus? No. Wait, what? A Marcus? No. No. Sorry, Marcus. You're getting like really beat up this episode. No, man. he's here. No, but remember when I asked him what he wants to be when he grows up, his answer was, I just want to make sure I'm comfortable and happy. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's Mind fine. blown. No, I mean, okay. That, that is that is a kind You're- of a very pastoral kind of outlook on life, which is nice. Yeah. It's nice. No, but I'm hedonistic. Hedonist. Okay. One who just... It's not even just like good feelings. It's literally pleasure, in pursuit of pleasure. Okay. <laughs> Let's cut this conversation Oh, yeah. Out. No, that's, that's making it into the podcast. It's okay. I think that the fire movement is, is interesting. It's definitely mm-hmm. a, a meal for thought. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just food. It is, it is a whole 500-course banquet. For, well, I don't know. Maybe not that much, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, for those listening in you know, all, all nine... Of our regular listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go into the double digits. That's too ambitious. Yeah, shout out to the nine people. <laughs> no, I, I do encourage you to look into it. I encourage you to um, at least think about what it is that you really value in your respective lives. Because it's fire isn't, it's not a catchy brand new new age term, right? It is something that has been around for a long time. It's just gotten a new name. Right? It's not something that millennials have invented we're just we're just presenting it in a different light yeah and it's certainly possible you know but would you want to do it (laughs) because it does ask for a lot you know is the promise of freedom worth the struggle now or it might be counterintuitive but do you do you burn both ends of the candle to avoid i'm sorry do you avoid uh burning both ends of the candle so you don't burn out right we're not pretending that these are easy decisions to make, but you know they're they're definitely worth conversations to have. So, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys, to all the nine listeners. You know, there's no room for your empathy in capitalism. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that got dark real fast.